Okay, welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 115 slash live five slash I don't I don't know. Best podcast best podcast in 609 or no, you should just that's the that's the new name right there. That's the Niner Niner. That's the rebrand right there. <laughs> Unlocked Niner Niner. Um so this week we got a huge delay. Uh people getting fired, new games leaking, a huge move by Facebook. Let's start with the huge delay, because I think that was by far the biggest news this week. And that was Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed again. And I don't I don't know about you, but a lot of people when they saw this thought it was like a joke at first. Like it was a meme. Like this can't be real, you know? Seems like something they do. Well, well first of all, what what was your were you shocked? Were you like because this was supposed to be out in less than three weeks no i mean i mean it's been in development for a long time seven so years eight years something like that it, it doesn't sort of have the feel like it's just never going to come out well you know i i've got a few different lines of thinking on this um first of all the game went gold like a week ago which is very strange <laughs> when you announce that a game is gold meaning development is finished the game is set we're shipping and then a week later, well, well, you know, we said, I've never seen a game go gold. And then back out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no. Uh, but something that was encouraging, and I don't know if this is damage control or not, but I saw CD Projekt Red say that the reason they delayed the game was because they want a 90% or higher Metacritic. That was, that was their, their they're like not willing to ship less than that. So well, you, I mean, if you, you worked on a game, that, well, if you worked on a game for ten years straight, wouldn't you want at least a ninety percent? You know, that's a good I point. Mean, how much do you think they've spent on this game uh, in development? So yeah, and money and effort wise. So, to ship a game, I can see why. Yeah, to ship a game that you don't feel is though a game. It's like with anything, though. You're never. When are you really finished? So. You know, what like, is what is Xbox's launch lineup now? <laughs> Good point. Is there anything? Is there, there is there anything left? There's the Destiny 2, the new Destiny 2 expansion. And then uh there was gonna be oh Gears Tactics, which is coming to Xbox for the first time. It's only on PC right now. That's yeah. Yeah. That's not much. No, no, but that's not much. I mean, what's PS5 got? Uh, Spider-Man, right? Is it out on launch yeah. day? Is it out on launch I, day? I think it is. I don't know. Well, what about um? Do they got um? Demon Souls? Is that also? Uh, I or is think. that is that launch window? They're both in launch window. I think. Yeah, I think they're both out this year. Uh, so, and we'll get the PS5 in a in a minute here because there was plenty of news there too. That's a good point. Is this affects the next gen launches, both consoles really, having Cyberpunk there. Um it's now delayed to December 10th. Did you see that so I don't think CD Project Red is public like on the stock market yet, but I think they are traded in where are they based? This Sweden? Are they Polish? Polish, that's it. Uh, the value of the company dropped 25% on this news over a one month delay. <laughs> 25%. Well, I mean, wh- 
they only have two games and you know the one game comes out every fun. yeah and like one game comes out every decade so i can see why i mean i mean what else is there in the grand scheme though like when people look back at this if cyberpunk is a massive hit nobody's gonna care about this just one month yeah. away and, and oh, exactly here's the thing though probably you probably heard this is they said that the next gen versions and the pc versions are perfect they're done the reason the game was delayed is because they felt like the current gen versions aren't aren't good enough which ironically is probably what yeah. about two-thirds of players of the game will be playing you know not they'll be pc probably making up a third of it and the next gen players will probably be five percent uh, it's yeah. not going to be much don't you just kind of wish that they would can the uh, the current gen version? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying though is that nobody will play is going to be playing the next gen version. No, well, I know, but well, but it'll have a long shelf life. It'll well, have long legs. Yeah, people will be playing it for the next year or so. Yeah, but well, they'll be playing for the next five years. Man. I mean, look at Witcher Three. That that thing still sells. It still goes on sale, and it never should. If you know what? Here's my here's my bar for Cyberpunk. If it's fun fighting one thing in the entire game, it's a better game than Witcher Three. Witcher Three's combat is so that bad. That is true. It's so bad. Yeah. I, yeah. The fact that that game, I'm not saying it's not a good game, but it got such a pass. Like for like six months, nobody ever said, "Wow, the combat in this game is really bad." And then finally, somebody spoke up. I feel like it was like after the shine of the world and stuff died off it was like wow this game <laughs> the fighting in this game is actually really terrible and it did is you play the did you play the first two so i played the second one and i thought the second one was really good but yeah. you know rpg combat evolved so much in the time between two and three i felt two was, my, two was a better game than three in my opinion one of my biggest gripes with three was i, I hadn't played the first two and there are just situations where, like, people are talking. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now. The like, setting is. What's the story? Yeah, the, the political intrigue of it is kind of the center conflict. But at the same time, I didn't ever care about it. Like, I was never, yeah. like, sold on it. Like, yeah, it's a huge world, and they deserve all the respect for building it, even though they took it from a book series. But um, I, 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 the biggest selling point to me was the whole Wild Hunt storyline. Because I thought they were like this otherworldly force is what they seemed to be. And that was so disappointing. Like that main storyline was not exciting. I felt like it got no attention throughout the game. But, I mean, for in a weird way, I'm actually encouraged by this this delay of Cyberpunk. Because just the, the fact that they're willing to delay it again just a month to get it right because they knew they were going to get beat over the head for this this wasn't like a this isn't a decision you make like lightly you know you have the most anticipated yeah. game of the whole year and during a year yep. which everything has sucked everything is riding on you and they said nope we're gonna wait like we're gonna get this right so i do give them credit well i mean can you can you imagine the investors because we were just talking about that there's too. no there, there's there's no launch window game so if this could have got out um yeah you know if it can get out as soon as possible it's not really gonna have any competition to be with. yeah 
Yeah, good so, point. Um, so that's probably why they're so mad. Speaking of which, Firefly. This is this is interesting. Uh, Path of Exile's next expansion is supposed to come out the week that Cyberpunk got delayed to. They immediately yeah. said, and they didn't even they didn't even like be on the bush. They said we're delaying. We're not launching the same week as Cyberpunk. <laughs> and interestingly enough, the next World of Warcraft expansion didn't have a release date. They delayed it, and they said, "Well, it's releasing this year, but we didn't. We we don't have a date." The day after Cyberpunk announced their delay, Blizzard announced they're releasing the WoW expansion the week that Cyberpunk was going to release. So they're like, "Well, ah, smart. We can beat them. Yeah, we can take that slot. Move that, up. Yeah, everybody want the yeah Cyberpunk. Was, ah, so." Yeah. It's it was funny to watch like the whole RPG industry just like shift like in a in a moment yeah. like well it, I mean it doesn't seem like um, Wow was uh, they're waiting they're mm-hmm. watching and waiting to see where where that game would I, actually I think, fall and then they were gonna move I think if Cyberpunk it was scheduled to launch November nineteenth I think if Cyberpunk released they would have released like first week of December Wow would have yeah but with Cyberpunk <laughs> getting delayed. They must have been like, "Here we go, baby. We're now we're now we're first in the market. See ya." So that could hurt Cyberpunk. Honestly, it could because it'll hook players for months. Well, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, the variety of games that feel uh, Cyberpunk could could impact their sales. I mean, like Path of Exiles. I I, I wouldn't think there would be much cross shopping between Path of Exiles and and uh, Cyberpunk, but it's an action that's RPG. An action RPG. Um, I don't think if if you're any game, if you're a first person shooter, I don't think you want to launch the same week as Cyberpunk. Like if you're a platformer, if you're Banjo Kazooie, you want to launch the same week as Cyberpunk. Yeah. uh, It was just I love this has become a meme now because whenever they delay Cyberpunk, they release this statement on like it's like a yellow background. And every time you see it, it's like it's like it's bad news. (laughs) So like people started making shirts with like this yellow piece of paper on it with like a, like a statement on it like it's just become one of gaming memes. It also means that this misses the game of the year awards. Like uh, all the all the uh, media outlets are saying we can't consider this now because it's too late. So. Yeah, yeah, and there's such a recency bias. Uh, by the time the the next game awards roll around, well, I wonder if people it'll be, it'll will forget about it now. Yeah, because now it's, yeah, it'll be nowhere. It'll it'll be thirteen months in the past. So exactly, I don't know. But I, I this this delay actually gave me more confidence, which is kind of weird. Uh, speaking of confidence and delays and <laughs> bold moves, uh, Halo Infinite's second director. So this already had a, a original director who left. Second director. Got shit canned. <laughs> the, the news got out this week that oh, oh he stepped away. Is oh, was the news? Oh. So just, just conveniently timed. Yeah. So do a you sabbatical? Do, do you? That's what I was gonna ask. Do you think this was Phil Spencer dropping the the guillotine, or was this the pressure of you know like I I realize I failed and I'm stepping. I, you know I'm passing the baton. Which do you think it is? Um. Do you think it could be a bit of both? Do you think it, like 
Phil didn't come out and say, you know, you got to get out of here. <laughs> He's put a gun uh, to his head and said, you walk out that door right now. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson style. Yeah, yeah, for real. English. Uh, yeah, exactly. Beep. Um, yeah, no, that's probably what it was, is, is their biggest launch game gets delayed. And, and I'm sure Phil really wanted Halo. I mean, I'm sure he really, really that wanted had, Like we've said, that had to have been of all the work that he's done with Game Pass yeah. and, and you know, xCloud and, uh, you know, the new consoles, having a two-console strategy. He's put so much work <laughs> and then to, to be missing that crown jewel game on day one. Because that yeah. game would have carried them for like six months. They didn't need to yeah. even release another game if they didn't want well, to. Well, and... and- and I think we discussed this already in a, in a previous episode, but Phil just seems dead set on like resurrecting the original yeah. Xbox. And so to launch with a halo just seems like yeah. something he would, he'd really want to do. So uh, what I wonder though, because of the timing of this, I can't tell. I'm really worried that this means, cause now a new director will be stepping in. I'm really worried that maybe Infinite is going to be even further out than we think. Because they said 2021. A lot of people were thinking like, okay, maybe March, maybe April. But with a new director stepping in, I mean, is the new director going to take over? And be, okay, I've got the game for three months and then ship it. You know, it's possible. Yeah, but, but it I seems mean, that's like a, a tough ask. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they did just get Joe Stat in there who was one of the fathers of Halo. So it's not going to be too difficult for him probably, but yeah. Um I don't know. Well, though. do you think do you think they'll 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 have him take a look at the game and then they'll say, "Okay, well what do you think? Do you think you can yeah, get it out?" Yeah, I think it's ready. Do you think do you think we got to kick it further back? Well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they don't want to if if they got to push it any further back, I'm sure they don't want to announce that before the Series X release. I'm sure they're no, going to save that. No for, way. Yeah. <laughs> after J- January. Yeah. After everybody's yeah. already got them for Christmas. And... Exactly. Well, after the, that first shipment. They sold don't out. even need to release. They don't need to say anything until they announce the date. Really. Um, I still think they'd be wise to at least release a multiplayer beta. Get a multiplayer beta out the door. Everybody who's got a Series X gets to play it. Um, yeah, I think they got to decouple the, the single-player multiplayer. That, that just seems so obvious. I'll be stunned. You know, and, you know, if, if really all that's... See, everybody's obsessed with the graphics. You know, this is about the graphics. If, it, if the game really plays great and it's got a great story, and all it needs is a few months of, pol- few months of polish, then they can get it out the door in March or April. But... When the director steps away, like or gets fired like that, I, I just I'm really some people are even speculating this is gonna be like a fall twenty twenty one title now, which I would be sh- I on one uh, hand I would be shocked, but on the other hand I wouldn't. Because yeah. there's a lot of flags here that are Yeah somewhat yeah, concerning. But I could see it going either way. I could see it going no, I, I don't think I could see it past fall. Next fall, as you've said many times, though the original Halo until about two weeks before it shipped didn't even know what genre it was in. So, who yeah. knows? Well, well, need some of that Halo magic now. Yeah, for for, for real. Uh, pray to whoever the prophets, I guess. Uh, so moving on to uh, more platform and, and gaming business news. Facebook 
announced this basically two hours after we ended our podcast last week. Uh, they rolled out their own cloud gaming service this past week. But it was uh, really, A, it's already out. Here's the interesting thing, though. And, you know, everybody, every gamer I talk to, gamers have this anti-Facebook sentiment. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they're doing a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, their cloud gaming service, A, it's free. There's no monthly charge. There's no subscription fee. Nothing. But the games are free. You don't need to... They're, they're focusing on, like, smaller style games, which I think is brilliant. Because it actually differentiates them from, you know, from Stadia, from from Luna, from Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And they also... So they released a statement bashing somebody when they announced uh, their new Facebook cloud gaming service. Who do you think it was? I'll give uh, you I'll give you one guess. Only one. Probably Google. No, Apple. Because they won't Apple won't allow oh, Facebook. Oh. Apple won't allow yeah. Facebook service I I on saw iOS. It actually. So it's only available on browser Android. Yeah, I saw that. They also uh well, first of all, did you did you play that Pac-Man game last week? Did you have any time to no, play it? No, I did. I, I I forgot about it. I was gonna ask because uh, Facebook in their announcement for their cloud gaming service, they like released this elaborate statement about how cloud gaming actually has a lot of shortcomings right now, and they basically said, you know, like we're aware of those, and this is something that we're we're gonna build. And not like our service, but they just said flat out, like, we're getting into cloud gaming. And it's kind of rough right now, which I thought was an interesting signal to send. Yeah. Well, I went to their I went to their webpage or whatever, and I, I noticed that too. Like, it said, okay, this is what it is. This is what it isn't. Yeah. You know, it, it really seemed to want to hold your hand and, and wrap your, your head around how they see it, which yeah. I thought was really interesting for, for uh, um, you know, just a... a a splash page to, yeah. to go into like the, the philosophy of it all. Um, but I thought it was really smart because it, it does set expectations. Like yeah. Google, Google is basically trying to set your expectation to this is going to replace your console. It's going to be yeah. as good or better than owning a console. Negatively. When, when you know it is, Negatively. When you know it's, you know, that's not true. That's right. not true. No. So, so they're setting your expectations above what they can deliver which is why they're getting hammered and Facebook. They're doing like pretty much the, the complete opposite of that. They're, yeah. they're telling you, listen, like it might not be great out of the gate, but you know, it's going to get better. Well, and I feel like they're smart. Not only a, are they, they they're, it's a free service with free games. I think that's smart. I think it's also going to reflect better on the service. Cause they're not trying to stream you, you know, half-life three. They're trying to stream you a yeah. simple game. They're trying to get your foot in the door. They're trying to get people playing games on Facebook at all, which is a smart approach, I think. They're not trying to throw, oh, buy our controller and buy our, you know. They're just, it's like, here, we're, we're rolling this out. It's going to be here forever. We're going to keep adding to it. And I, I think it was a smart approach. It'll be interesting to see if they can stick to it and keep at How many, well, what games can they add to it? Because that's always key, you know, like. If they don't bring the games, yeah. nobody's gonna care in the long run. But they'll suffer the uh, Apple Arcade fate. 
which is getting a new Devolver game this week. So, I I think you think good. Uh, it's a new version of that Reigns game where you like make decisions, and that like it's about your empire, like Reign R E I G N. Yeah, there was a Game of Thrones version, and it was pretty. Okay, pretty. Uh, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. But I was like, well, it can't be that. Yeah, no, it is. It's just different okay. version. It's just called Reign. Just no Game of Thrones yeah. skin over top of it. Yeah. There's, there's like five versions of it overall. There's tons. Yeah. Um, we got we got to get our government uh, fix in here this week. But so this one yeah. actually comes. Especially from, this week. Especially, yeah. Oh, God. Please. We may not Rock have the a, vote. We may not have any internet infrastructure come next week to record the <laughs> podcast. So God knows. Uh, but this is out of South Korea. This was really interesting. Kudos to me for picking up on this. <laughs> South Korea is introducing and considering a law that will require, straight up require, games to be listed on multiple app stores. You cannot have exclusive games. So, And this is aimed at Apple and Google. They said so very specifically. This isn't like aimed at Xbox or PlayStation. Though Xbox and PlayStation, I heard... And all the platform holders and publishers are kind of uh, confused by this and, and kind of yeah. scared because they're worried it will affect them. But my understanding is that it is aimed at Apple and Google. Like, nope, you can't have you can't have exclusive games if they if we pass this law. You can't put your game just on Samsung. You can't put it just on Apple. It's gotta well, be on multiple. See, I, I, I um I think that's that's really though that's that's to help Samsung, right? Well, that's a great point alone because Samsung's based in Korea, South Korea. Well, yeah, and it's one of the, like their biggest companies, and um, it has to be their biggest. It has to be. Well, I mean, when you think about it, the the Google store is way bigger than the Samsung store. I mean, way bigger. Yeah, Samsung, um, Samsung or Google Play. The Google just, Play Store is bigger than the Samsung App yeah, Store. Yeah, for sure. It's not even close. Yeah. So this is probably like their attempt to like sort of strong arm at least something. The gaming in industry. Yeah, into supporting Samsung Store. Yeah. But all I could think of is when I heard this though, all I could think of is all I could picture is Tim Sweeney in his office, just like hulking out. Yeah! <laughs> you know, like yeah. Apple, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna. Because he, he's well, probably thinking of it that way. Like, Apple, you know, you can't... These games got to be listed everywhere. I, I, I doubt it has much to do with Apple because I would assume Apple's uh, phone share is probably tiny in South Korea. They're yeah, probably all think. Samsung. You would think. Samsung and LG, maybe. Uh, so, I think it's I think it's really... I mean, if you think about it, the, the apps in the Samsung store are the same exact apps that are in the Google Play Store. Oh, yeah. Android. Yeah. So so when you think about it, it's really directed at that because yeah. they know it it'll it'll cost developers nothing. Yeah. So it's just to try and force a little parody more using their own market. Yeah. This is pretty uh pretty uh, <laughs> this is pretty bold though. I've never heard of a government yeah. being like, oh hey, you can't you can't sell just you can't sell your wine at just one store. You gotta sell it at all three hundred, you know, like I I don't know. It's just a yeah. pretty pretty strong, like you said, strong arm move at all for any. 
Well, they, I mean, like I said, they, they probably looked at the numbers, said like Apple's not really a, a deal, an issue yeah. here in our country. Google kind of is, you know, yeah. Google and Samsung actually for, for the longest time have hated each other. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like that's probably all it really is. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about the whole Samsung being based in South Korea portion of this when I first heard about it. All I yeah. could think of was Epic's coalition for app fairness or whatever they call it, which I think I text you, by the way, has like 800 total followers on Twitter, which I could not stop <laughs> laughing at that. Because There's they, dozens of yeah, us. They, they think they're like, I feel like they think they're like this, like this wave unstoppable of, force oh, this wave of people that's just going to you know we're on we've got the people on our side we're gonna li- we're gonna liberate everybody and then it's like we've got 800 has, followers has microsoft joined them jesus only had 12 we have 800 <laughs> has Did microsoft joined them no no oh uh, because i know i know like microsoft um uh, i seen this article that was about like how microsoft was agreeing with them Right up until they got to the, like the store part, yeah. And then Microsoft was like, "Oh, you know, we don't, I, we don't I, agree with that." I, I think Microsoft went so far during the lawsuit to say, like, "Well, we support Epic or something like that." You know, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they, 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 you know, said they support the fight or whatever. But that I don't think they're being very non-committal. Like, well, yeah, they, they don't, they don't, they basically don't want to give Epic the right to, uh, you know, write the rules for their app stores because yeah. they have their own app store. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they want to poke Apple. They want to poke Apple, but they don't want to like take a swing at them. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to be an open war with Apple. Yeah. They want to pressure them. They don't want to. Well, it's really not, it's not even just Apple. I mean, they don't want something that's going to come back and hit their own business. Yeah. Yeah. Their own app store. Um, so here's, we're really switching gears here for a minute. Let's talk Sony. So Sony had two big pieces of news this week in, in my opinion so the first one was potentially a positive uh they're on the verge of buying crunchy roll for just under a billion dollars wow uh, i don't know what are you that anime you're yeah i was printing, gonna say that's that's printing money you're big into investing and stuff so do you think this is a good move um yeah i'd say so yeah i think so like too. that's um that's that's um, one of the the biggest uh, like the biggest the go to anime app I, yeah. I believe. I mean, I'm not I'm not too. too as far as I know, anime. it is. I mean, I don't know what's out yeah. there in China and stuff, but yeah. Well, I think here in like the West, Crunchyroll, as far as I know, is like the go to place yeah. if you're gonna watch anime. Except Netflix um, keeps making animes based on every gaming property that they <laughs> take out of the yeah. dirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be a good investment for Sony. They got, you know, like they got, they got actually a, a lot of entertainment mm-hmm. uh, products in their portfolio. So yeah. that's probably a good idea for them to pick pick this up as well. I I liked it. I like it because you know you and I have long pointed out that like Sony isn't like they've got PlayStation, which you know up at, well, as of right now, this very second, they're the or a market leader, and everything else Sony's like. Not even close to, you know, they, they can't compete with the Googles, the Apples, the Microsofts of the world. But I feel like if they buy Crunchyroll, that positions them as the leader in anime. Sony. Yeah. The whole company of yeah. Sony. So I think it's a it's a good move for them because it gives them something else besides PlayStation that they are 
kind of the the go-to in. So I I think it's uh pretty pretty wise, and I could also see I could see it meshing well, maybe allowing for a lot of pretty easy crossovers and partnerships with PlayStation, with Sony Pictures, you know, all the all that stuff. I think it could be a pretty good good move for them. Doesn't seem like they should be a force in uh, cell phones. Everybody uh, always says everybody always says their phones are great. Nobody buys them. Uh, everybody yeah. knows they make good cameras, but it's such a it's kind of a really niche market. Uh, yeah. Their headphones, I've always heard, are very good, but uh, again, nobody buys them. Uh, I believe I believe that the cell phone issue is down to the naming. Have you ever looked at the naming on their Zyperia? Yeah, Z- well, no, it's it's, it's the Zyperia Zy- Mark. Two, that that's like their current flagship, and it's like, wh- well, like Sony, read the room. I think they've got some weird, you know, this is this is Sony to a T. I think they've got a lot of really weird propri- proprietary stuff on that too. Like it's not a straight up like Android phone, even though it runs on Android and everything. Like the OS is different. It, I I I'm not. I could be totally wrong about this. And if somebody knows, if ever used a Sony phone. Please let me know, though I'm guessing nobody out there has ever used a Sony phone who's listening to this podcast. Like, I don't think you can get all the apps that you can get, like, on the Google Play Store. Like, some of them are, like, restricted or something. I, I could be wrong about that. Maybe that's an old I don't thing know. That, that went away. I don't know. Nobody, nobody I know owns that's what a, I mean. a Sony like, phone. So at, at one point, I was... I've never actually seen one. At one point, I was really close to getting one. I was really close. But... I get, I get that, and maybe this is part of the problem. You get that, you get that worry that what if they discontinue me? What if they stop yeah. making phones? You know, when you buy an iPhone, you buy a, a Samsung, you know you're good, future proof. Sony, yeah. you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Will this be here next week? Yeah, I yeah. I, and I've heard it's quality products, but yeah. I don't know. I send, send us one, Sony. Let us toy around with it for a week and. Come back and give our impressions. And you can also send Matt a shiny uh, Spider-Man PS4 Pro. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's been requested like eight times on this show, I think. It's going to happen. It's just, just You're gonna get, the inbox. They're, somebody's going to send you one when we're on like PlayStation 9. Like Somebody's going to mail you a PS4 <laughs> it's gonna be one of those, Pro. It's going to be that orb. You remember the orb? No. You don't remember the commercial with like the, I think it was the PlayStation Nine and it's an orb. <laughs> I never saw that one. I haven't had cable TV it, for a decade. It was like a it was like a PlayStation Three commercial, but for some reason it looked to the future on PlayStation that Nine. That sounds like a Sony ad. Yeah, it was really stupid. So one of the other big discussions this week was about the backwards compatibility with PlayStation Five because. It's been a question for a long time. And, you know, Sony has said, well, most of our games will be backwards compatible. And I, 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 I've got two different mindsets on here, but I'll take yours first. Ubisoft announced what, which PS4 games of theirs are backwards compatible with PS4 to PS5. And there were six Ubisoft games that are not backwards compatible. And considering wow. Ubisoft probably only released... I don't know, maybe 15, <laughs> 15 games. Well, you got to count the remasters of every Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, ever. that's true. <laughs> um, 
that seems pretty significant. And this this got a lot of attention and discussion online. So what was your... Were they all watchdog games that weren't no, like, compatible? No, there was like four Assassin's Creed games on there. Well, but, that's that's a that's addition by subtraction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what was your... Did you take any of this discussion in or anything? Did you have thoughts on it? or? Um, this got a I mean, lot of attention. It's a little bit surprising that it, that it's that soft. Um, I assume their their first party is going to be a little bit better than that. I hope. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I, I, did they say that they're going to make attempts to add more games on no. Xbox? Ubisoft. Or? Well, I think on Xbox everything's automatically compatible. Automatically. Well, yeah, from last generation. It doesn't. But, I mean, like, I mean, like what they did with the 360. What do you mean? Well, the way they had to add 360 games to backwards compatibility. Like, is Ubisoft is Ubisoft going to do that? Sony. No, oh, anybody. Sony, Sony anybody doing it? Sony doesn't do anything. That's the thing. Like Microsoft. Yeah. That's why their strategy, in my opinion, is better because Microsoft did all the legwork. Like all your games yeah. will work. If you want to release next gen patches and stuff, that's up to you. But all your games will work, and they will have some minimum improvement. You know, whereas Sony's obviously not with the PS5 taking that same approch because probably because of I think that's, restrictions. Don't you think that's so stupid because it's just increasingly people are going to be like, well, you know, especially for third party games, they're going to, they're going to yeah. be saying to themselves like, why should I get it on this console? Like I probably won't be able to play it next, well, next generation. That's what that I think is, is the question. So practice from a practical standpoint, right at this moment, I look at that list of six games that won't work, and I'm personally, I don't care. Like, there's no game on there that I think anybody's going to be really, ups, truly upset about leaving behind. It's not like Rainbow Six Siege. It's not like The Division. It's not, you know, Far Cry 5 or, or whatever. So from that standpoint, I don't think it's, like, egregious. But, again, it's this it's it's the sentiment that gets out there. So the sentiment is... Not all PS4 games are backwards compatible. That's a bad sentiment to people who are trying to buy the console now. And then going forward, they have to question, you know, are they are they are they all in on this or not? Like are they going to allow me to keep carrying forward my games or not? And will that sway a lot of people? Probably not, but some hardcore gamers will make their decision based on that. Whereas Microsoft's just like, yeah, you're good forever. Like you're you're fine like and the games will be enhanced and and sony's like well most of your games will work and uh, yeah. yeah most of them i don't know they'll we'll announce it two days before the console comes out i guess like these things are out in two weeks literally yeah, I mean, literally remember, you, the, the xbox is out in nine days do you remember there was a, a very short period of time when backwards compatibility was almost like a given especially for PlayStation, ironically. Um, they built a, an entire PS2 chipset into the original PS3 just to play all well, the, the PlayStation 2 games. And here's, here's again, here's another really weird thing. It, this is weird in my opinion. So Sony redid their, their game store, and they dropped all PSP and PS3 games out of the store. So only in, in like one version of the store, like the web version or the mobile version. One of the versions you can't buy PSP and you can't buy PS3 games anymore. 
And again, like practically, I don't think it's a huge deal because there's not, you know, a giant audience of people going, yeah, I really want to buy that PSP game and play it on, the, you know, nowadays or a PS3 game, you know, on my PS5. You know, I if you didn't already own it, you're probably not going back and buying it. Very few people. But again, it's that sentiment. Like you just took two two whole generations of your games and you won't even let people buy them. Why would you do that? It's just, and I know there's a cost, you know, I, I get, yeah. but it's the sentiment. Like Microsoft's like, you want to buy Crimson Skies? Go ahead. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and even on Xbox, there's like a bunch of games where I found myself like going, uh, you know, I wish I want to go back and finish it. I want to go back and yeah. play it again, try it again, see what it looks like. And, and there, there's a bunch of games even on Xbox that, you know, I swear to God, there. if I could buy, if I could have bought God Hand on PS4 I, digitally, I absolutely would have because it was one of those games that I missed on PS2. I think they released yeah. it on PS3. I missed it again and because you know digital games weren't what they were during the PS3 era. So if they released it, I would have bought it. But now I'll yeah. never get that chance. Yeah, there's about three three Xbox 360 games that I that I wish I could try, but. They're, they're forever you know i mean yeah, i yeah. have to get a 360 and i'm not gonna do that yeah um so you know it is what it is it also but. really pissed me off i bought okami for my ps3 like three years after the ps4 had been out because okami went on yeah. sale for like three dollars or something yep. and you can't play it on your ps4 even though it's a digital game you can't play the ps3 version of okami on your PS4 digitally. I, I just, yeah. you know what? On Xbox, you're good forever. Your library is your library. Like it, it's, it's, it's the game you own. Like I get, I get why PS3 might be forever, uh, you know, locked out, but I, I think there's no excuse for not having PS1 and PS2 games. That's what I mean. Like they should be doing the opposite of this and trying, there's so many classics there. Like they should be trying to, yeah to bolster those franchises and, and take people back because you know that it's so weird that they're taking this strategy because the PlayStation their franchises and stuff and that like classic PlayStation you know like this is your home this is your that's so important to them and and they're just like well hey remember all that stuff we did over the past 20 years to build your trust and you know to sell you on the PlayStation brand to make you feel like it's something you identify with Forget about it. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, I, I do wonder a little bit if if it does actually take a lot of resources to do what it probably Microsoft does. Did. It probably does. Um, Microsoft does have the leg up in that, um, you know, like they're trying to convert Windows away from x86 to ARM. Mm -hmm. So I, I do sort of wonder if maybe like, uh, you know, the backwards compatibility was sort of the the test run for that to uh, well. You know, they also get to provide all their own servers. They they are a server company. Yeah, Sony's got to buy them. It's so, in their DNA, basically. Yeah, to yeah. Do these things. Yeah, Sony, it's not. Yeah, you know, it would be a much bigger investment. I get. For Sony's probably looking at it as the amount of these old games that we're gonna sell monetarily. You know, how much can we actually sell them for? Ten bucks tops doesn't justify us running servers and having support staff on, you know, you know, all that stuff. I get it. But I think that's a, 
I think that's a short-term decision rather than a long-term strategy. And I, again, I think that's just one of those things that's it's going to contribute to them coming down a peg this generation in the long run, as they're not investing in their their long-term future. It feels like, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so tons of games leaked this week. Uh, I, I don't know why, actually. Uh, you never played Vampire the Masquerade, right? No. Did you hear about this already? What what leak this a week? Movie? Is it getting a movie by um? <laughs> you uh, both. What's his name? You yeah. both. <laughs> no. They are making a Vampire the Masquerade battle royale. I kid you not. <laughs> oh my god. And it got confirmed by the developer. It's an actual thing. A vampire battle royale. Is it going to start with you jumping out of an airplane? Maybe you jump out of the moon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But these, there was a leak from Crytek, which was the more interesting one, I think, for most people, at least. And there were two really, well, maybe one's not so surprising. The second one was definitely surprising. Uh, a few games that got leaked to what they're working on. They make Hunt Showdown. That that was listed as continued development, which is a great game. Uh, but Crisis Next was listed on there. And guess what that is? The next Crisis? No, it's, the, it's a Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a Battle Royale in Crisis suits. With, it says hundreds of players. And I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting for a game to try to go, like, really big. Like, 500 players in a Battle Royale. I don't know if they will. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, do, you think, do you think there's a saturation point with all these with these battle royales oh yeah or, or, is, or is this really like the new death match Ton- and it can be limitless there's a saturation point because right now basically there's three prominent ones there's fortnite there's apex legends there's call of duty warzone and PUBG still has a niche because it i mean it just does everything else i mean ubisoft released that hyperscape game which was triple yeah. A. They paid big influencers to play it. It's from the Rainbow Six team. It's a good game. And it's dead. It is a hundred percent. It is dead. Like nobody is playing it. I tried to play it this week, and there was it could only find six six Jeez. squads to put in a game. The new lawbreakers. Um so I and there's a lot of BRs that are launching, and then within like six months, they're all well, we're shutting our servers down. But that did get leaked. It'll be interesting. And then here was the really surprising one. Did you hear about this? Which one? The other game that leaked. You probably didn't. No. Hit me with it. Are you ready for this? I kind of want to do a drum roll. A sequel to Rise. You remember That's Rise? also a battle royale. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. Just a sequel to Son Rise. Son of Rome? Just Son of Rome? Yes. The Xbox One launch title. Yeah. That was going to be... Um connect and then they're like oh yeah well, that's gonna, right i didn't remember that we're part. gonna flush the connect straight down the <laughs> toilet so we're gonna I, rip it all know, out of here that was that was probably although it was one of phil's probably hardest decisions it's probably one of his best to, in, yeah. to instantly not not be like well we're still gonna try to keep this alive like we this thing is dead like we're done like we're not moving forward with this turn it off yeah like it's dead uh but are you surprised that Rise might get a sequel? And do you think it'll be... Because it was published by Microsoft, so do you think this is something that 
Crytex taking on themselves or Microsoft is funding? Well, yeah, I guess I am a little bit surprised this getting a sequel because it's just so generic, you know? I mean, there, there's no, there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean, if, if, it, if it's a sequel, I wonder if it'll be a reboot. Did you play so it? A sequel? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Like you said, yeah, it's, it's pretty short. It's generic, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah. And then, well, the main, oh, char- yeah, yeah. the main character died in the end, so... Well, I mean, for for a launch title, which I believe it was, yeah, uh, it really did a good job of like demonstrating the power of Xbox, even though the Xbox One was kind of underpowered. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good launch game. Yeah, it was, it was a good launch game. It, it the presentation, the graphics, the combat was all good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious to see what the graphics are because uh, it was a it was a real powerhouse uh, at the time. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is something that they're making and pitching even that maybe because it was leaked. Maybe, maybe it hasn't even been approved yet. Maybe this is really early. Like they've got an idea for it. They're going to develop a demo or have, and they're pitching it, you know, and this may be five years away. Who knows? But Microsoft probably does want like a God of War competitor, which is really what rise was. It it was, it was basically a, this is our God of War. Yeah, and I was thinking in my head, actually, as you said it, I, I was trying to think of what could they do for the sequel. And the first thing that popped in my head is make it more God of War-like, maybe add some mythical creatures or something like that. Who knows? Um, it, it doesn't seem likely, given what they did in the first game, but uh, they got to do something. Yeah, I mean, Hunt Showdown has filled with, it's a horror, it's a horror, like zombie it's a small scale battle royale where the the monsters and stuff are as big a threat as the other players. So you never yeah. know. Uh, that's actually all of our big news for the week. So that brings us to rank them. So hopefully you got something ready this week. Nah, more passing on rank them. Oh god. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Recommendations. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You can go first. Um. So my recommendation this week is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, the new season of PUBG is out. And it's actually, I think, the best that PUBG has ever been. And I've been playing it this past week. And I've actually yeah. been enjoying it a lot. It feels like they finally got like the map size and like the loot distribution. Like really they've got it down for like the first time. And there's just something special about like the thrill of PUBG, like, just, I don't know, just, just being able to run along. The, the KD, or the, the, the kill time is really short, you know, and having those bullets whiz by your head at, like, 500 meters, you know, like you're taking pot shots at each other, and uh, it's just, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's, it performs a lot better than it used to. Um, so I just want to say, you know, hey, it's on Game Pass this week, by the way. It's now on Xbox Game Pass. So if you got Game Pass, you can play it for free. So that's my recommendation. Everybody's in. Go back, try PUBG. It really is in a in a good place, and uh, it's worth. And I keep and I keep hearing people say, you know, how is this game relevant? And blah 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 blah. Well, it's just fun. It's just there's like a you can go home sometimes, you know, like. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't always need, you know, ghosts of Tsushima yeah. level quality to have fun. The biggest, the newest, the flashiest. Yeah, yeah. There's just, just, it's fun, and there's full of random craziness sometimes. There, 
you know, I, I shot a guy the other day who was, had started cooking a grenade and he dropped his grenade at his feet and blew himself to bits and <laughs> stuff like that. It's just, just good, clean fun. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me want to, um, you know, start up Battlefield 1 again. Oh, God. Always, you, always the best. There's, you, there's my recommendation. You and the nine, one. you and the nine people that are still playing that game. Uh, I love that game. I wonder if, well, no, I think it is. Um, it's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, well, no, the, one uh, or they five? added one. They added EA Play, right? Uh, they are. They if it hasn't been yet, it's really soon. Wasn't it November first? It could have been. I don't know. It would, how much would it be today? Yeah, it could have been. Um. No, actually, my, my recommendation is going to be peanut M&M's, uh, <laughs> the best choice. The best choice for Halloween candy. Uh, that hopefully you didn't get from. Yeah, well, yeah, for, for next year. Some COVID Hopefully, I couldn't believe the amount of kids that were out. I really couldn't. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, me too. So, I, so, you know, when we see a giant spike in COVID cases in four or five days, I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of sad, isn't it? I yeah, mean, like they're just trying to do. I know. What kids yeah, I do know. And... I know. It it it. It's hard. It sucks. It, it, yeah. It's a bummer. It, it does. It does. But so you know, they risk their lives for those peanut M&Ms. For those, so. so you better enjoy the fucking things. Yeah, you better give them peanut M&Ms. <laughs> uh, all right, Godspeed stories. One of these, at least one of these, might not be a Godspeed, but I, I, I have a really. <laughs> There's always at least one. There is, because I just never know if, if you're gonna go like, okay, or <laughs> you're gonna have something to say. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you with this one though. So BitTorrent slash Tron, which is run, owned, founded by Justin's son, just acquired DLive, which is a crypto powered live streaming platform and i wanted to ask you what your opinion of justin's son is that's the question i really wanted to ask you is this dude just like a uh super like lucky like loon or hey, who, who justin's son you don't know who justin's son is i no, i don't oh know my god that, that's your homework justin's son seems to be this is my opinion he seems to be china's elon musk so I he, thought that was Jack Ma. Well, maybe he's Jack Ma Jr. Or no, no, Jack Ma is their Steve Jobs. So Justin Sun is a huge crypto guy. And he's like, he was a billionaire by like 30. Um, and so this was the guy. Maybe who, I've heard of him. He, he notoriously, him. he won a bid by paying like millions of dollars. He won a bid to have lunch with Warren Buffett. <laughs> no showed. It, that was really what put him on the map. He he, but paid, he knows he, he didn't he show up. Or Warren he, Buffett. No, oh. Justin Sun no shoot. He didn't go. So, um, but yeah, he's. Did he say why? Uh, if you, he probably he did. Just not care. He probably. I, I don't know. But Google Justin Sun. Tell me. Tell me if you think he's just like, you know, just one of these internet personalities, or if he's actually like a, uh, you know entrepreneur he's that's fake. worth following if, yeah let's just move on s-u-n <laughs> like son oh okay check it out later okay keep going keep uh, oh god I, how did we get how did this get on here 
Somebody just announced the live a live action Assassin's Creed series. Guess who it was? Oh God, Netflix. Yeah. Yes. God. This, damn what, it, Netflix. Give me the give me as a percentage the chances that this is anything other than absolute trash. Lame.com. You gotta give me a percentage. Um, that is anything other than absolute trash. Uh uh square root of one percent <laughs> i like that, that answer <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be trash god, it's gonna be trash godzilla is coming to fall guys in, in skin form are you gonna buy fall guys so you can play as godzilla yeah i love godzilla so i'm in I you know I, I i haven't joined the phenomenon that is uh fall guys yet it's cooled off it quite on, a bit is it on switch no okay then i'm out did you see that there are now porting games to Switch that are actually just cloud games? Yes. Is, it, yeah. is, is that absolute trash or is that a good thing for the Switch? Well, it, it, I guess it it's a good thing keep, for the Switch. It, but it, it, yeah. But it just keeps making me think, like, why even bother? With the Switch? With a hand, well, with a hand, well, yeah, with, like, the handheld. Why not just go full on and make a phone? I, I don't understand. Like, everything just keeps adding up for Nintendo to make a full-on phone. Did you see? Okay, this blew my mind. We're going way off track here, but I got to say this. HAL Laboratories, who created Kirby, does HAL develop Smash Brothers, or they just help with Smash? Uh, I think they develop it. Do they? HAL Laboratory released a mobile game two years ago, apparently, called... Something UFO, part-time UFO, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago, okay? And apparently, it's an amazing game. It took two years for Nintendo to release it on Switch, and everybody's eating it up. Really? But how did... How, Wait, wh where did they originally put it? Mobile. And nobody oh, ever even heard of it. But Nintendo yeah. puts it on Switch, and now, oh, wow, Hal made a great game here. And it's like, <laughs> where have they been? Why did they wait this long? Yeah. Well, did did it did it really need like the controllers to uh, to make it a great game? I I it looks pretty simple, so I highly doubt it has anything to do with the Switch hardware because I heard it was yeah. good on mobile. Like everybody said, it was great when they, if they played it on mobile, it's a great game. And it's like here we go, we got a brand new Nintendo IP that's apparently really good, and they ignored it for two years. Um, Xbox revenue was up twenty two percent year over year. Touching. That just shows that that's that's money. Huge. If your company is up twenty two percent over last year, you're, now, you're did rolling. they give did they give like an earnings improvement? Like profit? Or? Yeah, no, they never do. These companies yeah. never do. They never announce their profit. I mean, revenue, revenue revenue doesn't really yeah. It, it doesn't mean all that much it's, until you add in yeah what the expense it's, was. It's money through the register doesn't mean. Yeah. I mean, they just dropped eight point five billion on Zenimax. Exactly. So exactly. Well, uh, to be fair, yeah, I mean, if you include expenses like that, it's not, it's not going to be fair no. to, to, to give an earnings because it's just too early. Um, John Stewart is back with a new current affairs show on Apple TV. Are you going to be watching this? Oh, Apple TV. All right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, there's really not that much else on Apple TV to watch right now. Um, did you ever watch The Daily Show back when he was the, the host? No. And I hate it even more now that Trevor Noah is in charge of it. I've seen yeah. clips, and he's just not funny to me. Yeah. He seems you know, he seems bright, like intelligent, but I do not like oh yeah. his, like, his demeanor. Yeah. But you know what's funny is 
John Stewart could be both funny and not funny at the same time to me. He could be funny and like direct. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, like you know, it's just hard to describe. But I, I, I did love watching The Daily Show when he was hosting. Well, so, he also had yeah, the advantage of look. having Colbert as his like counterpart, whereas Noah now, does not you know, have that. You know, it's it's going to be interesting because um, for the most part, Apple seems to have shied away from politics of any kind in their shows yeah they've kept it very pg so far they called this a current affairs show not a political show oh come on if it's john stewart covering current events it's gonna be political as hell this had to be though that 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 word that 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 had to be apple themselves going because remember tom hanks famously said with his new movie that he hated their PR department. He hated working with them, that they controlled everything. Yeah. This has got to yeah. be that. No, you can't say it's yeah. a political show. It's a current their, their affairs brand, show. Their branding is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be really, Oh, well, it seems like all these, all these uh, streamers, they, all these streaming networks, they, they have to have that one current event show. You know, yeah. HBO has last week tonight. You know, uh, Netflix had uh, whatever that. Um, I I truly think the world was a better place when you only had like one news program. Like you yeah. had like the six o'clock news or the, yeah, yeah. the nine o'clock news, not news 24 seven, you know, like and I, and I feel like it can it, for people who maybe only have one service or whatever, like that might be like kind of centering. It gives you like a center of gravity. If I want to watch the news, this is my show. You know, like. Well, I think that's what they're that's what they're banking on, right? Yeah. Like I would think they're banking on that you're not going to have Apple TV and HBO and Netflix and. Although everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it uh, we're just everything Ubisoft this week is just terrible, Bad. terrible news. Yeah. Bad news. <laughs> yes. Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine have been delayed past April 2021. Uh, this might not be bad news because maybe that means Ubisoft's trying to break their habit of releasing terrible games that they've been in for the past two, three years. Have they revealed Far Cry 6? Yeah, I remember it's got the dude from Breaking Bad, the uh, Gus from Breaking Bad. Oh, what's, what's the setting? Uh, I don't know. I don't care about Far Cry. I think it's South America. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. The only one that was interesting to me was the American, like, religious cult. Midwest. Yeah, did you play it? No, I all, I did like yeah. Far Cry Blood Dragon, um, and I, I thought the Primal one looked interesting, but I just never played it. Are there are there any uh, Ubisoft games on Game Pass? Or... Rainbow Six Siege happen? and The Division oh, 1. Oh, that's true. They just it's, added that. The Division yeah. 1 is on there. Yeah. Gears Pop, the... Gears of War Funko Pop game is being shut down April 2021. How could you do this, Microsoft? This runs counter to your strategy of forward-facing games. Yeah. There's got to be dozens of us playing a, this game. A, a, a big hit. Yeah. I'm going to read this one exactly as I wrote it. Sean Connery am dead. <laughs> I uh, I have nothing a, a really. Legend. I have nothing good uh, to say about Sean Connery. Did you ever see the um did you ever see the the Saturday Night Live skits? No. With Sean Connery playing Jeopardy? No. Oh my god. I really didn't I didn't think he was that great. I I felt I felt kind of bad for 
or like that was the first my first thought when I saw the headline was oh no wasn't it you and I who came up with the idea of Sean Connery becoming an Xbox spokesman so he could start Xbox <laughs> yes Xbox I forgot all about that yeah <laughs> well that's not happening nope uh, another dream dashed yep and we didn't we didn't cause this one because we didn't name drop him last did, episode did you ever see well I mean I guess we sort of did it was a long time coming with that Xbox uh branding um did, did you ever see zardoz zardoz the hell's that it's a um it's sean connery's sci-fi film from the early 80s no z-a-r-d-o-z look it up look it up after the show is it atrocious just, oh my god just what you gotta <laughs> see what he had to wear for this thing I oh mean, jesus i'm surprised he yeah. did it the last if you look it up the if you look it up, Sean you will Connery definitely movie. be sending me a text. I re- <laughs> the last Sean Connery movie I remember watching was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was a bomb. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, the only movie I think I really like enjoyed of his was The Rock. Like I thought, you know what character he was playing in that movie? League of. Extra- I just remember of extraordinary. Yeah. No, I have no idea. He was just running around with that gun. <laughs> That's all I remember. I seen I- that movie. It was terrible. I I watched that. I remember being excited for it, and even as yes, a, even, me too. even as a kid though, even as a kid, I remember thinking this movie sucks. When yes. you're when you're when you're a kid, you'll like pretty much anything. Like put anything on the TV, and exactly. I'll and I'll enjoy it. I remember watching that and being like, "This is terrible. Like this is just yeah. bad." Yeah. Oh. Everybody, go watch League of Extraordinary. That's Matt's real recommendation this week. Is go watch <laughs> Zardoz. Followed by League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You got to see the prologue to Zardoz. Everybody (laughs) should see that. Here's a really interesting one. This is one that might take more. It might not. The League of Legends World Championship 2020 was this past week. Their biggest, you know, that's the World Championship. It had 3.8 million concurrent viewers, which doesn't include China because Twitch and YouTube aren't allowed in China. 300 or 3.8 million concurrent viewers. The NBA Finals averaged 6.4 million. And that just blew my mind. Because, like, League of Legends is it's literally up there competing with the NBA Finals. Like, yeah. that is insane. And that's not even I'm counting. Surprised. That's not even counting China. Because we don't know I'm what China's numbers were. How, how low those NBA numbers are. That was, was pretty only good, 6 million I think. a game. That's the average. The average. So, you know, one game it was higher. It was 7.5, one game. I think game five was like 5 million. You would think with like COVID and all that, there'd be more of a captive audience. Uh, You know, and it it returned when there wasn't that much sports. And and it's it's also concurrent. So... You know, it's not total views. True. It, it, yeah. Some people watch a quarter. Some people watch half the game, three quarters of the game. It's 6.4 yeah. million concurrent for the NBA, 3.8 million concurrent for League of Legends. Insane. It really wasn't a great, it wasn't a great atmosphere for a championship series. Yeah, that's true. Nobody being in the crowd. No. Yeah. You know. yeah I mean, like that really. I thought sucked. that stuff was kind of funny, though. Seeing those people in the crowd doing stupid things on their oh, on their, yeah. I thought that was actually. Have, have you angle. seen? Have you seen what WWE is doing at this point? No. It's always fun just to tune in and see what's what's going on this week. Uh, you know, 
or this month. Give it at least once a month, maybe. Thanks. Um, or what are they doing? They got they got like huge screens all the way around the ring, and so you can sit in front of your webcam, and they just beam you into a part of the screen. Mm-hmm. So so you, it's, you know, like I don't know. They I have no idea, but. But there's there's like a million little screens with people sitting at you know in front of their webcam, you know all the way around the ring, and it just, it just looks ridiculous. Well, that's what the NBA Finals was. Yeah. Except it wasn't a million people; it was like a few hundred. Yeah. Well, I mean, there. When you see it, you, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> I got a great WWE story for you this week because we always enjoy these. I randomly saw this on YouTube this morning. Uh, and it was Triple H describes the worst moment of his life. <laughs> so apparently when Ric Flair was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and Triple H describes Ric Flair as his hero. Growing up, he said like Ric Flair was his absolute favorite wrestler, his hero, and Triple H got to be the one to introduce him for his introduction speech. You know, So it was like a huge honor for him. Well, this was a, a live TV event. It was done on live television. So Ric Flair, this is his Hall of Fame speech. He's got a prepared speech, you know. He he said he wanted to walk through every stage of his career and thank certain people. So he hadn't even made it out of the 70s yet. He's still in the 1970s, okay? <laughs> and Vince, Vince, he, he Triple H said he looks over and Vince is at the, at the curtain at the side. He's like waving his arms at, at Triple H. <laughs> so Triple H, and they're showing footage. Triple H is like in a suit, you know, he's all like, you know, being proper and respectful. He walks over to yeah. the stage and you see him put his head behind the curtain. And uh, so, and what Vince, Vince told him, you know, we're going to get cut off TV. You got to stop him. You know, this is, the show's over. Cut him off. It's done. Yeah, yeah. And, and Triple H is like, he's just getting started. You know, like he's, this is his, his the only time he's going <laughs> to be inducted. Like, like, oh like, my God. who cares if we get cut off TV? Let yeah, him go. Yeah, yeah. Let him go. Yeah. And Vince is well, like, isn't the best part that Vince sent Triple H to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Than doing yeah, himself? yeah. So, so, so Triple H comes back and starts whispering in Ric Flair's ear. The crowd immediately starts just booing and shouting at Triple H. And he's, and he like throws his hands up and he's like, he's doing kind of like a, I know, I know thing, you know? So Ric Flair keeps going for like two two more minutes. <laughs> and then he said, Triple H looks over and there's like 10 people over at the curtain waving their arms. Like, like you got to stop him. You got to stop him. So yeah. tri- Triple H goes back and he, and he looks at Ric Flair and he's like, he's trying to do everything he can. <laughs> you got to stop. You got to stop. <laughs> and, and this went on apparently for, for like, for several, several minutes and several attempts. And Ric Flair did eventually. I just... Like just just give give up and and they they had to end the show and Triple H just said that it was like he said it was the worst moment of his whole oh, career. Oh, I'm sure because he said God. he felt he had to be the one and the crowd is like going nuts, like screaming at Triple H, booing him. Uh, and of course, it's Vince that you know. Here it is, being we're inducting you to our Hall of Fame, but don't say it. Stop your speech. Stop your speech. You know what's funny to me is um, like listening to Stone Cold's podcast, finding out that a lot of the wrestlers that we grew up watching, yeah, they all, almost all of them, to a, like to a man, believe Ric Flair is the best yeah. wrestler there's ever been. Yeah. All of them regard him as the absolute best. Yeah. And when I was growing up, I always hated Ric yeah. Flair. Yeah, you didn't I, like I thought Rick he was Flair. terrible. Yeah. 
I thought he like he looked he always looked like he was like an old man. Yeah, old yes. ice skate man. Yeah. Yes. He looked like an old man at the Did age you, of like thirty. Do you know they're still treading Rick Flair out there? Right oh now? my god. So, Did he almost die of a heart yes, attack? Yes. Several times. I think he was like pronounced dead the one time. They somehow like, oh like the doctors declare him dead and somehow like Hades came <laughs> forth and like sucked his soul back. He's like, You're not I, I don't know, but um I think he was in a coma for like a week at one point. Yeah, I like, thought he was like basically dead yeah. at one point. So there's still, like during a recent pay-per-view event, what I've been told is they won't let anybody, they won't let him do any physical activity. <laughs> they won't let anybody hit him. He can't hit anybody. You don't want to be the guy to but kill Ric Flair. For a recent match that they had, no, no. <laughs> they had the to, nature boy. They took somebody Woo! and and they, they, you know, had beat him to a pulp. And the, to win the match, you had to throw the other guy in the back of the ambulance. So the guy gets thrown into the back of the ambulance, and the camera pans out as the ambulance start, starts up to drive out of the arena, you know? And who's driving yeah. the ambulance? It's Ric Flair, and he goes, woo! And that was the end of the show. <laughs> he drives out, drive, Ric Flair driving the ambulance. Did, did you see that there's an entire, like, like an enormous thread on Twitter uh, about awkward or strange stories about vince mcmahon <laughs> oh but that doesn't surprise me i saw i saw the um you know uh, the thread for it on on resetter i haven't read any of the stories yet but probably after this i'm gonna go read them have you did you ever see the moment where uh they actually and he had to have come up with this storyline i'm sure he did <laughs> where he actually uses the n-word on camera oh yes i like, heard about this that tells you this was like probably years ago 90s that, yeah i don't think it was that long ago because john cena was involved so oh. it couldn't have been that long ago. no that must have been 2000s at least yeah that tells you how desperate they were like he needed a yeah. headline like i'm gonna say the n-word on camera in front of uh who was it booker t that's who it yeah. was in, like that's how at that point all the red flags for wwe should have been going off if they yeah. were already like well I feel like the the biggest problem WWE has is socially and scientifically there's just been limits put on it. Like it used to be about breaking limits, but you, you really can't break the limits well, anymore. So, you know, I've heard people say that and I actually have a very different opinion. I think, I think they put those limits on themselves. They can do that stuff. They're choosing not to, which is why they've lost their audience. I think. I'm not saying I'm uh, not I'm not I mean I'm not advocating for, hit. for the N-word at all. Well, I, no, but you 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 can't hit somebody in the head with a chair anymore. Sure you, you can. You know, like no, there's you, people like, on live television UFC getting literally beat within an inch of their life. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I think legally for legal reasons they can't they can't hit people in the head with a chair. Sure anymore. they can. Sure they can. You know, so so it's, it's really watered down, and I don't know if it can ever be changed. They, so they're, they're, this might be the end. And I've also heard from people who were in the WWE circles that it was Linda McMahon's political run that that made them start watering it down. She she was like, you know what, this can't happen, this too. can't happen, this can't happen. That started, what, like eight years ago or so? I think it was the first time she yeah. ran for office because they didn't but want... I mean, they really... They, they really did just about everything. I can't imagine like 
what other storyline could you really do? Yeah. You really push it. I know. Beyond where they've well, already gone. You know, AEW, maybe I mentioned this to you or sent you a picture. AEW has this wrestler who's getting really popular. AEW is, is gaining a lot of popularity, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, called Orange Cassidy. And his whole character is like he's he's very like nonchalant and almost like almost lazy. Like he's in the ring with his hands in his pockets all the time. Walking around with his hands in his pockets, like <laughs> kicking people with his hands in his pockets. And like the the guy that I work with told me that there's a lot of hardcore wrestlers and people in the business that absolutely hate him because they think he's making a mockery of the business. Because he's kinda like he's he's memeing on wrestling itself. You know, like that's his character. Yeah. He's kind of making a mockery of the whole thing. And I was like, but that's something different. Like it's, that's why yeah. he's getting popular. Maybe that's what they need. It's right. He's, he's doing things that haven't been done before. Like how, you can't out road warriors, the, the road warriors. You can't out macho yeah. man, macho man, you know, like you can't exactly. do it again. So you got to exactly. do something different. But, the, and I think another thing that really needs to you know, happen is they need to, they need to bring back characters. Not, not everybody can just be, you know, um, the dead guy. They, they only seem to have two characters anymore. The, you know, you're either the dead guy, like the fiend or you're just yourself. Yeah. You know, well, and, and it's just and, big body built dudes. That's their only thing. Yeah. With, with long hair yeah, and that's it. whatever. Like, like that's it. You know, I always, that's all the characters they have. Anymore. And, you know, I always thought, Personally, it's just me. I thought that Triple H was so, so boring. That's all he was. Yeah. He was a muscular dude with long, slick back hair. And I was like, this is so do boring. You remember, do you remember when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, though? I don't remember it, but I've seen clips, and that's even worse. That was even more boring. Yeah. That was even, oh, yeah. God. I hate, oh, when he came on, I, I would just shut it off. And I'm not saying that he's not, like, a good, like, wrestler. I'm just saying, like, his character to me was, like, just boring. Like just, you know, they, they they forced them to change the pedigree because it would drop the wrestlers right down on their nose. Like doesn't surprise me. Straight down onto their nose. Zero way to stop it. Yeah. Full, like their full body weight, just straight down onto their nose. Yeah, there's no way to... You, I guess you could try to, like, pinch their head hard enough between your legs yeah. to try to stop well, that, them. That was the issue. But That was the issue. He, he couldn't really do anything with their, their head to, you know their nose above they probably broke their noses all the knees. time oh yeah probably yeah they hated it um all right that's it for god mode unlocked episode 115 slash live five so uh we're not we're not making a birds reference in, in, in this episode <laughs> that is the birds reference um seriously though we got new consoles coming out in less than two weeks and then we're yeah. going to have to do our Game of the Year awards and stuff. It's like the year's over. Yeah. Yeah. And please let 2021 be better than 2020. Oh, <laughs> please. I like, mean, the bar. I do not. I have never believed. Whenever anybody always says, I always hated that. You know, this year sucked. It's been a bad year. Yeah, I, I, I was always one of those people that's like, no, that's nonsense. It's not that bad. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. No, like, yeah. that's just your perception. You're just, you know, you're responsible for your own life. 2020 has sucked all all yeah. facets the whole way yeah the whole every way. everything about it <laughs> like uh it's just i you know i still sit there in amazement I'm like is this really happening or you know what i was thinking about the other day 
and I don't know why this popped in my head. When you and Irma and I went to, uh, what the heck is that event? Oh, Robocon. And like yeah. we we tried those Deathwings. I'm like that that was like yes. normal, that was like normal life, like yes. not that long ago, and it, that's just like gone. Gone. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Well, yeah. I mean, just watching football games or, or WWE or whatever, and seeing like everywhere empty. Yeah. Yeah. It just it's it sucks so bad. Empty? I mean, like there's there's been some good football games. But, you know, it's got, like, fake noise, in the, you know, for the yeah. crowd. And it's just like – and I just keep imagining, well, like, and the crowd would be going insane you know, right now if there were a crowd there. I've thought of that question that you mentioned. Like, what if we just don't go back? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just such yeah. a scary thought, you know. But just – I don't know. Well, another scary thought is, is what if we don't Even go if we back? do, what if it's five years? Well, that's a long exactly. time. Exactly. And that's 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 what I'm thinking is like, what if we don't go back for a long time? Yeah. I mean, w- younger people, like some of them, this will be like yeah. the only way that they ever knew. People that start start working now, this is the way they're working. So then to yeah, change yeah. it, it's gonna be difficult. So I'm really curious to see what the uh, the knock-on effect of that'll be. If yeah. it if it lasts for like five years, ten years, that's whatever. What, I don't remember who asked me. Somebody asked me, you know, when do you think like the mask mandate will end, you know, and I, and I said, probably when like two thirds of the population has the vaccine. That's the only, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, they're going to have to have like a number. They're going to have, yeah. like, they're going to have like a threshold. Like when this number of people have, have been vaccinated, then it's your choice. Now, if you want to wear one, wear one. If you don't want uh, to, don't. Okay. So even if that happens, how long will you go before that's, you're that's what feeling I mean. comfortable? Like walking so, around without okay, the mask. Okay, the mandate ends, but then there's still gonna be people for freaking years who who continue yeah. wearing. And and if you want to yeah. wear a mask after the mandate's up, go ahead. I'm not knock. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying like that thought of like going back to normal sounds really great to all of us. You know, going back yeah. to the way things used to be, and it's like we might not be. Like it, we might once you've let it out of the bottle, like. I mean, the thing about this virus is it's, it's so damn contagious. Like, you know, yeah. the flu, the flu is here every year. Yeah. But, you know, I, oftentimes I don't get a shot for that. And I, and I can't remember the last time but I ever you can had the flu. Too. Like you have the option. Yeah, yeah. So if you well, get yeah, it, but, you get it. Yeah, but I, I can't remember the last time I ever got the flu. Yeah. But I mean, like COVID, I feel like if I were to just live my life like I do, or used to, I would definitely catch COVID. Yeah, you know, pretty quickly. I feel yeah. like. Um, so it's just it's 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 just how damn contagious the damn thing well, is. And see, there and there's so much misinformation about it. People really don't understand. I've got this employee who gets really upset, and if he's listening to this, I'm sorry, but maybe this will teach you your lesson that you need to learn. Uh. He, he, he gets really upset because he pulls his mask down and he lets his nose out of his mask. And he and he's like, you One know, of those people. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I can't breathe. You know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I get I get it. I get it. You know, I you know some people have asthma. I understand. But if you understand how it works, if you have it and you're breathing out of your nose in the air and there's people within, that's why there's social distancing. People breathing that same air as you, you now gave it to them. 
Like they have, that's what the droplets are. They're in the air around you. Or vice versa. Yeah. Right. And he gets really upset when people point out, you know, you're, you're not wearing your mask, right? You know, could you, you know, put your mask up? He gets really upset about it. I can't breathe. I don't like you pointing it out that I'm not wearing it right. Well, it's like, well, walk into a, a cloud of mustard gas, not wear, not wearing <laughs> your gas mask correctly. Uh, and, yeah. you know, there's a reason why you're supposed to wear it that way. It's because it yeah. prevents you from breathing the air that could contain the virus. Like, you know, I'm at, I'm at the point where I oftentimes like I'll be riding in the car and I'll have it on and I don't even realize it. Yeah, I'm like, just so used it'll to take it. me. It'll take me like 10 minutes. And then like when I realize it, because usually, you know, like if I'm riding alone, I feel stupid. I yeah. feel like people are probably looking over, like, why is that guy wearing a mask alone in his car? I feel like we're all just getting adjusting, though. Like, yeah, everybody start as understands, I think. Well, not everybody, but yeah. anybody I, mean, with I, I guess I'm, I, and I know some people feel like they can't breathe. So I'm, I'm just glad I'm not one of those people. Like, I, I can wear it. You know, well, my ears usually start to hurt. First. And, you know, breathing conditions yeah. aside, I think if you just force yourself to wear the damn thing, you'll get used to it. Don't pull it down. You know, just, Get yeah. used to it, and you'll be fine. I feel like we need like one of those "the more you know" star to come up. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for God Mode Unlock episode one fifteen. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to uh, get doing it for the gram. Get notifications every week when we post the episodes and all that stuff when we go live. Thanks for watching. See you probably next Whoa. Sunday. Seven. Yeah, don't, the don't, vote. For, don't forget to go vote if you haven't already. Uh, we should. This is really political. This is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those things, though, that I hope don't doesn't go back. Is this election? Well, everybody's making a huge problem yeah. about it. Ninety but, million people or whatever. But this, to me, is proof we should be doing elections this way anyway. Having it on yeah. one day is ridiculous. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. So. Maybe it doesn't need to be, you know, two months. Long. I'm curious to see what the can final we at least do a week, you know, like it's because yeah. there's costs involved. I get it. Like, can we at least do a week, two weeks? You know, we might we might get to 200 million. We'll see. But be by far the largest number I've ever seen. Why? Why do we have to keep holding? What for such a big important decision? You got to yeah. get to the poll that day. You know, yeah. like. And, and stand in line for right, right, forever. It's, it's insane. We need to reform our electoral process. By the way, we don't need to have one polling place either. Yeah, biometric. The love of God. Look, vote with your freaking. We have everybody has iPads. You can it, it gets rid of voter fraud too. Biometric. Okay, this is who you are. We'll send your vote. It'll automatically go to your district because it's linked. Your well, thumb is you, linked. Unless you killed them and took their thumb. Right. Right. Well. Okay. We can have those cases. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if it's yeah. easier for me when I'm at work to vote in this polling place, I can just use my thumb, and it's automatically going to route my vote yeah. to the candidate. Yeah, I feel like it, 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 in 2020, that's got to be a real consideration. It's, well, it should be. Yeah. It won't be for at least another 30 years, but it should be. Right, exactly. All right. God, Lord, Unlocked, episode 115. Out. Oh.